0: That we all been waiting on, the moment all the naysayers been hating on. See, they've been talking down on us and plexin' It'll take more than that for you to stop a Houston Texan. A lot of teams talking tough and can't back it up, but not the boys on Kirby. So you can pack it up. Reliant
1: Stadium is where you can find us with the whole city. Of Houston. All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Texans Unfiltered, a Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. Uh, I am Young Ari Gold, and I'm here with my friends and co hosts, John Wade, the Garnet Texan, and Brad Grew. And fellas, uh, we are AFC South champions yet again. Uh, I'm sure Brad's going to hit us with the doesn't matter, Brian, at some point during this. And uh, I mean, it. Do we
2: have that as a drop yet?
1: I'm sure Brad's got one somewhere ready to, to roll. Wait, or wait, 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 wait. No, scra-
2: scratch
3: real quick. You guys haven't listened to the last like three podcasts that I've been I have. Reading? Yeah, I have. Yeah, that's what I way, just said. All the did way you, to the end? Yeah, <laughs> did, did way... you?
1: Well, no, I don't listen all the way to the end. What's oh, the point oh, of listening? All... I've heard that. There's a little
3: Easter egg at the end. Oh, my oh. God. There's a little Easter egg at the end after the song. So that's All right, go. <laughs> Go back to He's, your uh, Brad was so right. T- I, like, I like it. Go back to the Brad nah,
1: that's, right. No, that's right. Let's stick with the Easter egg. I don't want to go with the Brad is right. So tell us about this Easter egg, Brad. No, you'll just have to <laughs> go back and
3: listen to our last I'm couple episodes kidding. of the podcast. And kidding. uh I'm just kidding. It's literally so, not that big a deal. I just thought, who listens all the way to the end? We'll find out. And so.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, now they yeah, it turns out it. My, uh,
2: my wife actually listened to it last week, so I got a little bit in trouble. It doesn't matter,
1: bro. Well, maybe you should make sure that she doesn't listen three weeks back.
3: Oh, and my mom <laughs> uh, well, also wanted me to tell you guys that you're in trouble too. So, mom, I did it.
2: Like, <laughs> ah, mama grew. No, mama grew. I'm sorry. Oh, no. we're going to have to wash our mouths out with soap.
1: Oh, man. Oh, well, it wouldn't it be a fucking podcast guys. if we it didn't do it. All right, uh, Brad was right. Me and John both were wrong. Uh, Brad, uh, predicted that the Texans were going to come out and kind of put our, uh, foot on their throats and, um, and perform at a very high level and that the defense was going to, uh, dominate the game. Now, uh, before I say that you were hundred percent right, I want to like bring up the question, how much of it was the defense And how much of it was truly Blake Bortles?
2: Because I mean, we all forgot. God, Blake Bortles is awesome. Best player is. And he wasn't wearing our uniform.
1: Yeah. He, I mean, props to the defense for doing what they're supposed to do against a quarterback like that. But Blake Bortles, honestly, it's like, okay, Nathan Peterman, Blake Bortles. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. They're both Did he throw
2: a knuckleball? It looked like he threw a knuckleball. Was that an actual knuckleball? Yeah, it
1: looked like a knuckleball, and then it looked like he, like, forgot how to throw. I mean, those passes are just, I mean, the most wobbly. It looked like my six-year-old was playing catch with me in the backyard with a full-size football because I, I mean, the guy's awful. But, but the part that we can't forget is that we were both wrong, and Brad expected the team to show up, and the team did show up, um, so Brad, cheers to you! If you have a round of applause, uh, drop. Go ahead and add that now. Yay! And, uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, you're right. Like the the AFC South Championship meant more to them in our in your opinion than it, we thought that it would maybe mean to them. Um,
2: Obviously, it doesn't mean that much to the fans though. Why do you say that? Do you remember the first two that we won? Just how nuts and excited everybody was, and now it's kind of like we won.
1: Yeah, I wonder That's how much show. of that has to do with the fact that we have a quarterback that they believe in, and it's like, okay, now, now the expectations are a lot bigger,
3: and it should be. We've been there before, right? So, I mean, I completely agree. Like, if we lose, you know, I will be really sad if we lose the Colts, you know. And we, we, we're definitely the better team, um, but I think you know, if Andrew Luck shows up and we don't scheme against him, that uh, we could lose. And but the fact that we can even think now it can be better. is is amazing to me. The fact that Deshaun Watson is our savior is amazing to me. And so I'm cool with people having higher expectations and holding them to a higher standard because of that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think, um, you know, it's funny today on JJ's press conference, uh, they they brought up um, the, he I forgot who it was, probably Brian Wilson asked a question about um, how this feels different. And JJ didn't necessarily say like it felt different, but that the expectations are different which I kind of think was a slip of the tongue because I don't think that he ever wanted to admit that the expectations prior to were less than what they are now. Uh, But the difference is that you have four at quarterback than, you know, when we won back to back AFC South championships. So it's crazy what one player can do, but when it's the most important position in all of football, that's just kind of the way the NFL works. So let's get into this game. Uh, I want to, obviously we're gonna start with the offense as usual, but, um, were any of you guys worried about Deshaun running the way that he ran? I'm sure John had a fricking heart attack multiple times. Um, I can only imagine John was sitting there like ear muffing, uh, Jack's ears and yelling at the screen, like Bill O'Brien, what the fuck are you doing?
2: Um, I mean, I kind of explained to you a little bit last night, um, Watching Deshaun gives me the same sort of feelings that I used to get watching Arian Foster. Um, it's that you know you're watching something special, but because of their history, you're also like, one play can kind of take that away. Um, with Deshaun, he's just, again, I'm sitting there yelling like, dude, get down, get down. <laughs> just don't hit, don't take the hit, don't take the hit. Like, I, I completely understand why they were running him. I just wish they would have stopped. I understand why, doesn't mean I agree with it, but it was necessary. It was kind of when we were talking about it a little bit earlier, where we we're trying, we we're using it as a third preseason game. We were out there practicing concepts that we haven't ran all year. Um, They're running Deshaun in a way that they haven't ran him all year. Those were true reads, true run pass options, um, and they were. He actually had the choice of keeping the ball or not. So a lot of the times where he was running, it was his choice, but it just gets back to just like watching Arian. It's like, you know, you're seeing something special. You know, you're seeing somebody that completely controls the game, but you're like, please don't get hurt. Just please don't get hurt.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I was definitely, I didn't like it for a lot of different reasons. Um, One, we're a week away from the playoffs that we clinched. So it's like, okay. Like, you, you you know, you didn't do any of this really throughout the entire season the way that you did today. And we're about to go into the playoffs and you want our like one glimmering chance of hope to be limping into the playoffs. I really didn't like it. I got it. I, I mean, it's exciting to see. And that's part of his game, right? That's what he does. And it's the first time we've really seen it to the level that we did yesterday um part of me wonders how much of that is more of like a here we're going to give the Colts something different to watch on film to prepare for uh and then we're going to change the game plan up completely to uh to fit a way to beat the Colts. but uh brad i mean what were your thoughts you were you were there at nrg i mean we're, there had to be some concern
3: you know i being there in the game and at the at the time, you don't really think too much about it, but um you know, looking back and watching the game tape and the replays and looking at the stat line and um it was it was pretty eye opening how how many hits he were people were getting worried that he was still in there the last six or seven minutes of the game um you know, but I think it it does all go back to that they're prepping for next week. They're showing the NFL what they can do for the playoffs and for the long-term. And so it's just another wrinkle that other people have to prepare for, which hopefully opens up the other part of the offense. So I guess they think the risk versus reward was worth it. We'll see if that worked out and whether it was worth it. We don't know. Um But obviously going to give us a heart attack, especially his injury history. But I mean, if we, if we do look back, all of his injuries have generally been no, no contact or low contact. And, you know, I think giving, working with the kid loves, and we've talked about this and you brought it up is, Um, you know we've always said that they've kind of were protecting Deshaun from himself and that's why they weren't doing this more but I think this maybe shows that we're a little bit right and a little bit wrong that they're really just trying to turn him into a classic quarterback but they still when the time counts and when the the game is in the crunch and they need something done he can do it with his legs and they're not afraid to do it for him and they've clearly been practicing that and so you just got to be prepared.
1: Yeah, I think um, you know, that kind of leads me to the point of like talking about, you know, the last two weeks, both of you guys have been saying the reason why we're not throwing as much, the reason why he's not taking so many drops, god, that is a either a huge jug or a, a loud uh, yeti. Um That was pretty loud. But uh the um the fact that, you know, like I said, the last two weeks you guys have been saying that we're not throwing so much because we're protecting Deshaun and basically we're putting a band-aid on the um, offensive line that is bad and then here we go rolling into the last week and it's he has I, I forgot the amount of carries but it was a lot and for a lot of yards and uh it's like okay like obviously you weren't trying to protect Deshaun prior to because if you're gonna do this now it's like why not just stand back and and let him make things happen so I don't know it was uh it was weird to me it, it was weird yeah, to see. I,
2: I don't think that changes that they were still trying to protect Deshaun. Part of how they're trying to protect Deshaun is how many plays. I think that Bill O'Brien almost slipped in his press in his, uh, post-game press conference when they were asking him about that, uh, where he wanted to say, you can tell he wanted to say, yeah, he wished Deshaun hadn't ran it as much. But when they went in and they installed their plan against the Jaguars, the Jaguars are extremely, extremely weak against running quarterbacks. They've had issues with it all year. So when they did their install, this is what they were walking through. Deshaun was going to run the ball more often than not. if The defense did a certain thing. And of course, the defense continued to do, continued to crash the edge. And it's like, he really had no choice but to run it, almost in his mind. That's how you're supposed to play the position. That's how he's supposed to make the read. But part of it is kind of situational awareness. It's like, you're up. You're not in any danger of of losing we don't have to execute perfectly at this point because we would rather have you for the playoffs that was incredibly incredibly stressful to watch him continue to run the ball at the end of the game
3: like you just alluded to you know I don't think that Bill O'Brien wanted him to run that much but as we've said all year he's a playmaker he wants to do hero ball and so the the, when they were trying to score and they failed you know three times before they had the fourth down penalty within the inside the five uh that was on my side of the field and so i was watching that and he was clearly just trying to make that play i think he could have gotten some other wrinkles that maybe could have gotten someone else a shot but uh, he just wants that ball and so we just have to know that whenever they do scheme for that that he's going to take a lot more hits than bill would ever want him to take i think
1: i think really for for what it was is the fact that it was just one of those crazy like i just don't know if it was the right time to break that out um I would have liked to have seen what that looks like against the Colts. And I'm sure we will. But now that there's game tape, it's like, okay, you know, did we play our cards too soon? Is that going to be a big part of the game plan? Is it going to be a little different? Uh, I don't know. I just like the way that we approached it was. So something- well, I can
2: kind of, I mean, it kind of spoils the Colts breakdown a little bit later, but I can kind of explain why.
1: Let's wait. Let's wait. Okay. Let's wait. Um, because that's going to be a big part of it. Um, all right. DeAndre Hopkins made Jalen Ramsey his bitch all game, and um
2: gotta get that soap out, dude. Dude,
1: ju- oh, I'll take the soap. I mean, he he was just awful. I mean, Jalen Ramsey just got manhandled by DeAndre, and it wasn't even close.
2: Is there really any argument right now about De- or about DeAndre? No, no. not being the number one receiver in football.
1: He just won the Jerry Rice Award on Reddit, which tends to always. At least our NFL always gives uh, Odell, Ab, Julio. They t- they tend to uh, really like hype those guys up. And uh, the fact that he had hundred and fifty fifteen receptions and zero drops, like you really just can't argue it. Anymore. I mean, there's nothing to argue. He is the best wide receiver in the league. The ball hits
3: his hands; he's catching it. That's just that's just how it is. And not only that, he's the best receiver in the nfl at hand fighting he gets separation because he always keeps his arm extended that's why he doesn't get push-off fouls and like the the fact once he and you know he used to get pa- offensive pass interference all the time and he just learned you can tell he's working in the offseason on getting that extended at all times so he's not pushing off he just keeps them at arm's length and there's there's just nobody in the nfl that is as smart as he is whenever it comes to doing that there's great route runners there's people with great hands people with great footwork but he's got it all like if it hits his hands he is not dropping that ball uh, and it's just it's phenomenal to watch and it's I'm glad he's getting the respect that he's deserved for years from around the NFL and seeing the, the man crush and our bro love or whatever bromance or whatever you, with him and Andre Johnson afterwards and that's the game, best so, thing it's amazing it's amazing. no that's
1: that's the best thing like Andre Johnson to me even to this day um, with what De- DeAndre has done like Andre Johnson is the best wide receiver that has ever put on a Texans uniform. And will DeAndre pass that, uh, you know, most likely. But, uh, the fact that they're so close and the fact that they stay in touch the way that they do. And, you know, just talk about things uh, being there at the post game press conference. Like to me, there was nothing better, uh, than seeing that. I, 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 I have a massive amount of respect for Andre Johnson and, uh, that was just so cool to watch. And then DeAndre's interaction with the, the general was just possibly one of the greatest moments of press conference history. It, it yeah, will not that was, ever that was top. priceless. It won't ever top, uh, you know, doesn't matter, Brian, because that was just such an emotional thing. But the the, the exchange and the John McClain not knowing what YSL is and, and all that stuff, it was just, it was so funny. Um, and then Andre so, Johnson
3: saying that he would not wear that. To his and thats
1: and that that's <laughs> hilarious, too because Andre's an old school dude, right? Like ah, uh, it, it was great. It, it, DeAndre yesterday on the field was the best player on the field. Uh, it's It really just can't be
3: argued. yeah there's no no debate. there's nobody even in the strange stratosphere in that game.
1: Um, no, the, not that game. Um, you know, the way that he handles Jalen Ramsey, who is a very physical corner. Um, and I, I'm sure that Deandre has these games get like circled every, every year because he knows that it's going to be a tough battle, but the fact that he can do what he can to a a corner like, uh, Jalen, it's, it's amazing. So yeah, no, Deandre had a great game. Um, very solid. Deshaun was solid throwing to him. Uh, that sideline throw, uh, down the field was, uh, gorgeous. I don't really know what else to say about Deandre. I mean, at this point, those things are just expected from him. Uh, run made it game. cool to
2: wear dad hats
1: yeah and i don't know like okay john like there's yes he has made it cool to wear dad hats uh but like you it has to work for you that it does it's not a permit like for every dad to be able to pull off like those hats he doesn't make dad hats cool no
3: he's cool
1: wearing whatever the yes, hell he wears correct there's there we go two there completely we go. different things perfect way to word it brad like that you you're, you're so yeah, I, right. I gotta
2: defend my dad hats
1: yeah, the, you're. I mean, you're not wearing a dead hat today, so it doesn't really count. This is the same
2: style hat I wear every time. No,
1: that's mean. probably the best looking hat I've ever seen you wear. What about the run game? Lamar Miller looked good. I mean, there were uh, obviously he didn't shred it on the ground, but that touchdown run was awesome. I'm watching the all 22 right now. He just had a huge 18 yard uh, gain um, in the first quarter. Like he. he Lamar Miller may we said last week that even if Lamar Miller would have been in the run game would have been bad the last two weeks. I honestly don't know that anymore.
3: His patience. So I I was nearly at field level. And so just like watching him from the backside as he's literally just putting the it's a Arian Foster esque. But just not stretching the field as much as Arian. It was literally just putting his back on the on the on the lineman's, or his hand on the lineman's back, and just waiting and waiting and waiting. And blue's not down. Blue is literally downhill. Just runs straight into the ankles of his of his lineman. And so it's just a completely different rushing game with with him in the game. And it's so good to have him back.
2: Yeah, it's absolutely amazing how much Miller has improved this year since we've gone to more of a zone blocking scheme. I mean, who knew that that was the key to unlocking him? I mean, I guess every other podcast that wasn't completely over him because I kept talking about the, uh, running a Ferrari into the mud, but yeah, it's been absolutely something to see him come back. He, or to have it this season. I think that if he plays, we beat the Eagles. Like that's where he's at now. He would have been a two point swing against them.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think, uh, I, I think you're right. Um, I'm watching these three back to back quarterback runs <laughs> in the first quarter. Uh, I, I, i don't like it
2: <laughs> just stop just stop yeah, torturing the, yourself the, i don't stop.
1: i don't like it three straight tries and he didn't get it in and then on the fourth try if i remember correctly he gets it in oh no oh, four, four no. try there was a, a false, false start. start yeah yeah he back false
3: us start. Up and it's just like oh.
1: Three straight quarterback runs and he didn't get in I, that second one looked like it was in to me because he was never down but so at yeah that... a,
3: to the, the officials like yeah dude segue to the freaking officials
1: Exactly. Look, if we're, we're not going to Lamar or Jackson our way into the Super Bowl, just so everybody understands, that's there's there's no way. This he's first of all he's not as fast as Lamar Jackson or as shifty, but
2: I, I just don't think that. Nor should he. He's a better passer, and I mean, he's a better. No, no, no. Yeah, agree, agree. We shouldn't, we shouldn't have to. It's just I, added, I, it's showing much. another dimension.
1: I hope you're right. I hope you're right. All right. uh Sorry. Just uh, I'm watching. I know I should be looking at y'all's faces, but. um, I just wanted to see this while we were talking. But back to the run game. Lamar Miller looked good. You know, Deontay Foreman not active. Did that somewhat surprise you guys? Nope, not at all. He looked he did not look ready at all against the Eagles. He Davis. did not look ready at all. I would agree with you. Um, I know he had a reception for a touchdown, but he definitely did not look ready. And I honestly, at this point, should we expect him for the playoffs?
2: I actually don't think so. And I hate saying it because I was a huge fan of us drafting. Mormon. um yeah i just cannot see us letting him play himself into game shape during a playoff game so i can't see him being active especially as thin as we are everywhere else
1: yeah i think you're right i think based on what we saw against the eagles i think as long as blue and lamar miller are healthy i think those will be the running backs moving forward and worst case scenario buddy hall is active every week so i think if it came down to it and blue and miller got hurt i think they would just run with buddy hall um God, Clowney is such a beast. Um, cool. Okay, Brad, what are your thoughts on Deontay Foreman? I gotta stop watching this because it's distracting. Yeah, it's, you
3: know. it's sidetracks. Right, um, yeah, so I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he is active for a game, just because they do. You know, Lamar Miller has depends on Lamar Miller's injury and how they how they think it may re, reoccur. Because if he goes down the first quarter of a game, we're going to have a terrible offensive game. Um, you know, Blue has shown that he can't be a dynamic runner. And the only way our line is really is really succeeding right now is in the zone run game, and uh, Blue's just not a zone runner, and so that's the only thing I can think is as an insurance, just in case Miller goes down. That's the only way I can see him being on the active roster.
1: You have Buddy Howell, right? Like, and if Deontay, if he runs like he did against the Eagles, I I, I just feel like it's almost a liability at this point. Um, is, is it in the playoffs?
3: It, on the AFC side is there a front 7 that is that good I don't really think there is
1: Well the Colts looked that good against us in uh, week 14 That's true Well the Colts and the Ravens are definitely good enough to be able Yeah to stop the
2: defense the yeah, Ravens defense is on a, another level They're scary The Colts they are very very well disciplined So I mean it really doesn't matter who we have running against them we're not gonna grind out a lot of them, but the hope of Miller is he'll be able to to break off something. He'll be able to break off a chunk.
1: Yeah. Uh all right, offensive line. Uh I would say mixed reviews on the game. Um some of those sacks were just awful to watch. Uh some of them were on Deshaun as usual. I mean, he he's taken what what is it, 62 sacks this year? Was that a it, was that eight sacks last on Sunday? Yeah, they were very ugly sacks. And I don't feel any better going into the playoffs with this offensive line.
2: Yeah, when his leg almost got pinned underneath him.
1: Oh, dude, when his leg twisted, I was like, oh. okay, this is... And then we continued to run him. At that point, I was just like, dude, what?
2: what is going on? I was actually hoping they would put Whedon at that time. I, I mean, was I, too. I tweeted out a couple of weeks ago, I'm just here to see Whedon play some... Um. And that didn't happen. I'm a little disappointed.
1: I mean, at least for like the second half at that point, like I would have been fine with the way that Bortles was playing, like just put Whedon in, but Deshaun's probably not going to let you take him
2: out. Yeah. He missed one snap all season. Yeah. So um, there was, there was a lot of people out there saying that there's no way he'd make it 16 games. Well, he did. So not not just 16 games. He played every single snap. Hi haters.
1: Um, Yeah. So I mean with the offensive line though, I mean that is a f- good front four on Jacksonville. God, but I just I'm I'm thinking of the way the Colts played against us and Autry and everybody else just destroyed us. And yeah,
2: talent wise,
1: the Colts are there.
2: No, they're not. They're not. talent wise. They're nowhere near the Jaguars.
1: No, no, no. They I'm play. They play, yeah, they, they play. Yeah, they They
2: have good talent. They play with more deep. They play with more discipline than the Jaguars. Big the part. Jaguars have a lot of big personality, but they were far and away the most talented defense that we will even see for the rest of the year. There's not a team in the AFC, AFC playoffs that has a defense as talented as the Jaguars, not even the Ravens. But the Jaguars do play out of control sometimes, especially on defense. And, you know, Blake Bortles plays for the other team every week.
1: Fair, fair. Uh I, I really don't know what else to say about the offensive line. I mean, it, it's pretty much... Uh, we're we're going to be talking about it until till the draft and free agency. So there's really not.
2: Yeah. I mean, the one thing that scares me the most about our defense, our offensive line is if Davenport's using his hands, we go from average when he, for whatever reason, I guess his arms are too long sometimes and he forgets to lift them. I really don't know why he won't get his hands on a defense on, on an edge player. That's when our defensive line looks horrible. It's pretty much Davenport, especially just using not using his hands. I mean, Kendall Lamb still gets ran over sometimes. That is just is what it is. But with Davenport, he looks like he can actually be a decent player when he uses his hands. And when he forgets, it looks like we have one of the worst, worst lines that has ever existed on a playoff team.
1: Yeah, this, this line definitely is up there. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. All right, uh, that's pretty much it. Oh, you know, tight ends? You guys want to talk tight ends? Wanna talk about my boy Akins again? It looks yeah. like he looks like he's out snapping uh Jordan Thomas.
3: Yeah, and you want to talk about Ryan Griffin getting another crucial holding call? I yeah. I yelling awful. I was yelling at it. Like, Get him off the field. And they had taken Akins out on the penalty to put him in. Because Akins had lined up in the slot that previous play, and that's where I'd wanted to see him all game. And I was watching him and there is a penalty, pre-snap penalty, so they took him out and like, ugh. I was and then the, the 10 yard holding came and I was like, Oh my God. Uh, But I, I, it was great. I love, there was the one play where they bootlegged uh, Deshaun out and uh, there was a crossing route. I don't remember who caught the pass. I think it was Carter, Uh, but I'd love to see on those when they bootleg them out to have the crossing route be one of the big, big tight ends. So I I think we can look forward to seeing more of them. Aikens and Thomas, I think are going to uh, have huge postseasons if we go deep.
2: Yeah. I mean, with both Aikens and Thomas, pretty much I was trying trying to pay attention to when they were having to chip and when they weren't. And it seems to be whenever we think the offensive line is starting to get a little bit of rhythm, they'll put Akins out in the slot. Um, Just kind of watch that a little bit more closely um, this coming game, but that's pretty much from what, that's what I can see. And that's why as much as we want to see Akins out there running out of the slot that he hasn't been, he's chipping on just about every single play. And then props to Jordan Thomas. He actually, I think, had a, he actually had a a pancake block. He wiped out a defensive end. Hopefully our offensive line, though, can play better so we can afford to have the tight ends actually running routes. Because I do think that they could be difference makers in that form. You know,
1: uh, Sunday was such a different game plan that I think that there's a good, good chance that we see more of these two young tight ends in the playoffs. Um, but the offensive line doesn't, make me feel any better about that fact either just because they're so bad um even though ryan griffin's like five percent better at blocking like that five percent on a team like this is like that's like dramatic change yeah and
3: i i I, what i really do think is they were doing the bootleg and i think i i mentioned that a couple i think a couple of episodes ago the asking why you guys thought they weren't doing that and so the fact that i saw that specifically game plan in this game Gives me hope that it's going to happen in the playoffs because I think that's where Deshaun's going to have real success. Um, Kurt Warner was actually talking
2: about. I was just uh, about
1: to talk about that tweet. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, John.
2: Uh, Kurt Warner was actually talking about bootlegs, about how much offensive mind. How about how much quarterbacks hate bootlegs because it cuts the field and cuts their options down in half? I just found it funny that as much as we've been arguing and hoping that we would run more bootlegs, that he came out and he actually explained on air. Why quarterbacks hate bootlegs.
3: And I, I agree with that. It, if we had an offensive line, <laughs> that's my thing. Is it? Mine's with the stipulation:
1: since we have such a shitty offensive line, let's get him on the move. I agree. Uh, I mean, I like it when he bootlegs because it gives him the opportunity to potentially make somebody miss and 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 run it for a little bit, f- you know, further than he would originally. But um, the last thing I want is Deshaun Watson to be a mobile quarterback and not a pocket quarterback. But with this offensive line, there's really just no other options. Uh, defensively. Look, uh, Clowney, solid, solid, solid day again. Uh, JJ looked good. Uh, Reader was solid. Corners played actually pretty well. Uh, Now,
2: I found it interesting that after the game, Doug Marone, who's a very, very good defensive coach, was like, why aren't you all talking about Clowney? Clowney's the one that messed up our game plan.
1: Oh, did he? I don't see that. I can't watch Jag. I can't watch Jags press conferences. But um, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, nobody's ever talked about Clowney, so um, the, opposing it'll be coach,
3: the opposing coaches are in the in the coaches' room, right? That's all that really matters. For uh,
1: yeah, that's all that matters. I mean, they're, they're game planning for everybody that wants to think that JJ is such a game changer. Uh, I guarantee you that the game plan for most teams is to take try to mitigate as much of Clowney disrupting well,
2: jj is a game changer but it's one not of those things level of clowny my well, opinion. Of, not yeah i'm not i'm not i just don't want to take anything away from jj but i wanted to point out something about counting stats especially about defense defensive defensive players first off have to have the opportunity to have have stats this includes tackles tackles for lots loss uh, if you're a cornerback or safety pass is actually thrown your direction you have to be the ball has to be going in your general direction to even have a chance to create a statistic. One of the things that you got to remember with Clowney and even with sack totals, first off, he's taken two or three defenders every single time. He's getting double teamed and chipped most times. So the fact that he has as many sacks as he does have is, is actually pretty impressive. The second thing is he doesn't have more tackles for a loss is teams just don't run towards him at all. They don't run towards him. They don't look towards him. Why would they? I mean, yeah. It, I mean, for, honestly. Honestly, they don't, and this is part of the article that I'm writing, is when you talk about all, running teams, the, the first thing you talk about, did the offensive line get pushed? Watch Clowney, how often he actually gets moved backwards on a play. Lanes just don't open up around him. And then as soon as the blocker disengage, he's able to chase down the, whomever has the ball. I and mean, sometimes he's coming from the opposite side of the field to do so. And the third thing about statistics is let's. J.J. had a fantastic year. This is not to put down J.J. I want to make that very, very clear. He had 16 16 sacks this year. That means once per game, he had a a negative play, essentially. I mean, it's a big play. A sack is a big play, but it still only happens one time per game. And we just watched what happened with Deshaun Watson, who got sacked six times, and we're still able to roll the Jaguars.
1: Oh, that's good that's a good that's a good
3: way to look at it that's yeah a very you gotta good... throw tackles for loss in on that because i consider a tackle for loss the same as a sack right but i i completely agree like they're not having to scheme completely a, you can't just like you said you can't run to that side of the field and the, lots of times you can't run to the other side of the field because he's going to chase you down the backside. it's just there's really nothing to say it's to me it's the the conversation with DeAndre hopkins on the opposite side of the ball there's just everybody they line up against him he just dominates and that's just what he's doing
1: yeah i think with Clowney, it's sad for people that look at box scores and look at sacks as the main dictator for how successful a defensive player is because you're right john if if the ball isn't going in their direction they really don't have a chance to make the impact play that the other players would um and you know a lot of that, like that. That was JJ before he got hurt. I mean, JJ was just as as good as Clowny. Uh, people would run opposite of JJ prior to that because they knew that JJ would likely drag him down. So uh, honestly, I, it was a
2: little bit. It's a little bit different with JJ. Um, JJ didn't play as disciplined as Clowny does. Shocker! Oh, watch your mouth. I know. Shocker! Everybody talks about look at all the penalties, but. JJ, you, he even still does it now. It's more guessing he, than anything. Yeah, it's guessing and he has better instincts, but he, either he goes, gets it right or he gets it he wrong. Go, yeah, he goes he goes wider. He when JJ is rushing, he creates huge running lanes. Yep. Which puts more pressure on the linebackers or whoever's playing uh, tackle next to him to play sound. Because he's gonna take risk. And he's he's got great instincts, and so it usually works out. This is why JJ has been so good. Clowney doesn't take those sort of risk. He still maintains his edge. He still maintains his responsibility, even when he's going after the quarterback, usually when he's going after the quarterback and he's not playing with that discipline, it's because he's been told essentially to blitz. Like that's his only responsibility. And I do, I do argue with people all the time. It's like, if you look at Clowney's responsibilities, his isn't just to get the quarterback, I don't know if he would be an elite level pass rusher, if that was his only responsibility, if he was told somebody like um, Khalil Mack, where his only job is go get quarterbacks or even on, even on our team, JJ, his only responsibility isn't to get quarterbacks, but he has more freedom to go, to go do it. If Clowney was given that sort of freedom, I do wonder what his sack stats would look like that. He probably still wouldn't have as many, but they would be a little bit more eye popping. Sure.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh come playoff time, uh what Clowney does. Uh anything else on the defense? I mean, I, they're really when you're playing Blake Bortles, I don't really know uh outside of Clowney how you're gonna really stand out in the game. I mean, their running their rushing attack was awful, like everything about just it's like the Jags didn't really care.
3: The fact that I mean they held him under what, it was like 118 yards, I think, 118 or 115 yeah. total yards. And the three points they got was because of a terrible let's a terrible officiating call.
1: Um uh, I actually felt like that call was right. He bobbled the ball before he was hit.
3: But he wasn't the guy wasn't blocked into him. It was literally one arm. Like to me that wasn't a block into it wasn't blocked into him. Um but I mean that's just again, we can argue that point all day. But to me, I don't know if they would have ever even gotten past the fifty yard line. Um had that not happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the defense did what they're supposed to do against a really, really awful quarterback. If, you know, if it would have been any other way, this, this podcast would be completely different because Blake Bortles is just not a capable quarterback. So, uh, all right. We are AFC South champions again. Uh, third time in five years, Bill O'Brien, Brought this team back from zero and three to finishing off the season eleven and two. After that zero and three start, uh, you can't complain about the teams that you play, right? Because we we've, we've talked about it. You you play who you play, and were those wins beautiful wins? No, but they were wins. And this is the time now in the playoffs where. You definitely don't get any uh, style points for how you win a game. It's just about being able to win a game and continue. And uh, at this point, the matchup that we have is a tough matchup for a wild card round. hottest team yeah hottest team in the league, I think would be the Colts. Uh, any any debate on that first before I continue? I know it's hard to say I know we don't like them, but is there a hotter team in the NFL? No, I think they've proven it. So yeah, they're they're the hottest team in the NFL, uh, with the comeback player of the year. Right? I Honestly, at this point, can we truly even say that JJ should be in in the conversation?
2: Well, they it's a good conversation to have, but Andrew Luck's probably going to win it.
1: Let, well, let's just take it. Let's 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 just not go based on quarterback. Let's go based on performance. If you're oh, yeah. voting, would you really give it to JJ over Andrew Luck? I mean, look at the wide receivers he has outside of Ty Hilton.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a, t- it's a tough sell just because, the again, like we were just t- discussing with Clowney, like a defensive player, they have to have a chance to make that play, and the quarterback has that chance every single down. Um, and it goes back to the whole MVP conversation. Will anyone other than the quarterback ever win it? Should anyone other than the quarterback ever win it? Um, you know, I, I I think you have to give it to him just because he, he – like J.J., he also went through the injury bug and people thought he'd be – he'd be washed up as well. And so he has all of those same sort of things. And so you have to turn those FTC eyeglasses off and just admit that, yeah, I think he deserves it as well.
1: He, he's been the better player this year. Just considering that he hasn't touched the football as long as JJ either, right? Like yep. he's been the better player.
2: Well, I mean, Jason Braddock was actually tweeting out um, stats, but comparing luck and Watson. And I haven't really deep dived into him, but strangely enough, Deshaun Watson actually had better statistics than Andrew Luck this year.
1: I believe that. But look at the talent that Deshaun has compared to the talent that, I mean, Na- those other wide receivers are all hot garbage. T.Y. Hilton misses games. Like, those wide receivers on any other team are not solid wide receivers. I mean, we even talked about it when we played them in the first
2: week. Like, if. Well, I mean, due to injuries with us, I mean, there's a good.
1: You have one guy that literally will catch every ball that is thrown his way, like Spider-Man. Even T.Y. Hilton doesn't do that. Uh, Yeah, I just, you know, it's you have to give credit where credit is due, right? Um, Now, it's funny that you bring up the stats because I want to ask you guys a question. If the draft was happening today and we were on the board and Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson were both on the board on our pick, who would you two pick? John, I'll start with you.
2: This is an incredibly <laughs> unfair question because we have our uh, battle red glasses. I mean, Andrew Luck is the epitome. He he really checks every single box that you'd ever want in a quarterback prospect. We forget how athletic he is, but the at the quarterback position, the most comparable athlete to him Wait, is John, Cam-
1: How can you forget how athletic he is? He caught two passes this year.
2: Go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, smart moves. But yeah, again, like I was saying, Andrew Luck compares more is most comparable to Cam Newton as an athlete. Then on top of that, he comes from a football family. His dad played in the NFL. He's played multiple sports. He went to Stanford. He's incredibly intelligent. This guy has been absolutely groomed to be the top quarterback in the league. At the same time, you have Deshaun Watson, who had none, no advantages whatsoever. Nothing was given to him. He fought and he clawed for everything. The most comparable athlete to him at the quarterback position is Tyrod Taylor. This is not to say that either one of them are bad athletes. This is just to put it in perspective. That's not the ideal athlete for the quarterback position. And yet Deshaun has a better resume than Andrew Luck. He did win a national championship. Andrew Locke played for Stanford. Deshaun Watson was able to single handedly end the term Clemsoning. So it's a very, very hard debate to have or decision for the Just answer made. the
1: question, John.
2: Why? <laughs> because I want to hear it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm giving the listeners more information.
1: I know. I want to hear it now because I feel like you're going to deflect and be like, I just, it's going to be, I can't predict I actually, those I, things.
2: I, w- I would. I'm not going to deflect I'm just telling you that the inner turmoil that I have, I'd probably take Andrew Luck. And I hate to say it. Cause I think I like, I think I like Deshaun Watson as a player now more than Andrew Luck, but you take Andrew Luck. But I Brad? think
3: you, I think you're in love with Andrew Luck from what I just heard. Like I'm in love knows. with Andrew like, Luck like, too. I was like, Oh my goodness. How now, are you I, not in love with Andrew Luck? I well, take you Deshaun. go read his,
2: you go read his, his scouting. No reports dude. prior to the uh, to the draft, a- everybody was in love with Andrew Luck.
3: Of course, he comes from football pedigree, like he, like you said, like me. I take Deshaun Watson ten out of ten times because he's a proven I knew winner. it. He's a proven winner. Like I loved him whenever he was at Clemson. He wasn't even ours. Like he his mentality, it just it's like a closer, and it's like you know the you know World Series closer game seven, Mariano Rivera, like he just has that. He's not shakable. And Andrew Luck hasn't proven anything yet. He hasn't proven that he's proven in the regular season. Hasn't he
1: gone to the AFC won. Championship.
3: That's not a, that's not, to me, that's no, to me, in the a loss in the AFC Championship to me is the same as a loss in the Wild wildcard round. You didn't win the Super Bowl. You know, like,
2: to, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would not know. I wouldn't I, agree with I that. think
3: making the playoffs is a great thing, but unless you win the Super Bowl in the playoffs, does it really matter if you make it to second and third round? No, it just matters if you get that ring. You know, um, I I don't know. I just think his mentality and his mindset is what sets him apart from literally any other quarterback in the league. I don't think there's anyone in the league that has his mentality. Like he was in the middle of the heat of the moment. He was literally during one of the commercial timeouts. I was watching the game. He's literally out there just dancing a jig in the middle of the field, like just having a good old time and like the height of a drive. And I've just never seen anything like it. And it's just baffling to me. And that's why I would choose him 10 out of 10 times over Andrew Luck.
1: So I would, um, I I share the very a very same sentiment uh, that John does. I think when you look at the quarterback position itself, there's not a lot of Andrew Lux in the league. Um, he's pretty much built to play the quarterback position the way that the quarterback position is to be played, and he is as good uh, as in. I, I honestly think he's as good as the. Top two that are always talked about, but because of the injuries, uh, it's it's hard for people to have that conversation. But when you talk skill, uh, I, I honestly believe he is as good as Aaron Rodgers. I believe he is as good as Tom Brady. Uh, with that being said, I, I love watching Deshaun. A lot of what Deshaun does is is exciting football. A lot of what Deshaun does is, you know, the whole winning mentality and and things like that. I agree with you, Brad. Those are things that, first of all, you can't teach those things, right? Like, they're either that way or they're not. And, um, But I would have to say that if I'm building a future and I have one guy that I, I, it would be Andrew Luck just because, I mean, those, some of the throws that the guy makes is just like, you're just, You sit there and you're like, holy hell. And I'm not talking about like the Mahomes, no looks, or the Deshaun, you know, uh, some of the Deshaun throws, you know, across his body. But Andrew Luck is just the prototypical quarterback. And I think people are going to start to pay him a little bit more attention now uh, that he's healthy. And if he can stay healthy, even though he missed two years, I think there's going to be a a conversation to be had about Andrew Luck being, you know, up there in the top five to top ten all-time quarterbacks. I don't know if I can say that yet about Deshaun.
2: If they gave Andrew Luck any talent in Indianapolis, he would be in that discussion. They just they had they
1: never he never had yeah, talent.
2: year ever. in year out they have a shit roster and that,
1: that might change the, next year, John.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, it looks like their coach and their GM now look like they know what they're doing, starting with that offensive line. But I mean, it's hard to not take Andrew Luck. It's he makes the right reads. He puts. Defenses and no win situations constantly. I mean, he's a very, very good quarterback. Now with Deshaun, there's. I'm glad that he ended up in Houston. Like I'm more than happy with Deshaun. I think that Deshaun has the capability of winning us a Super Bowl, and ultimately, that's all that what all that matters. I think that Deshaun has the capability of going down, and being one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He does have the injury risk. That's the
1: part. That's the part right there.
2: And he does have a little bit of hard-headedness, but with all that Deshaun, what makes him great is I don't even know a better way to put it. Then he kind of brings that NBA charisma to, to the NFL. Like he's like cam even more so than cam cam is even dialed down and arrogant. And there's a, a lot of, Cam, if he's on your team, I'm sure you love him. But with Deshaun, everybody that watches him loves him. Even people that you'd be surprised and the most redneck cowboy hat fans ever, even Cowboys fans up north and that other team, they all talk about Deshaun just about he just seems like a great, genuine guy. And he is still who he is. And he hasn't never comes across as fake. And he's the type of quarterback that I think that's going to bring in other talent that's going to want to play with him. I think that there's going to be free agents that are seriously going to come to Houston just cuz they want to play with Deshaun. And I don't and as good of a guy as Andrew Luck is, I don't think that he has that magnetism.
1: Let me ask you one more question about this. Who wins the Super Bowl first? Andrew Luck or Deshaun Watson? Brad, let's go to you.
3: Like if to me who I who could show up and have the biggest game would be Deshaun Watson.
1: I mean, no, 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 no. Who would win? Who Who's going to win a Super Bowl first?
3: Oh, I mean, I have to put the talent in the Texans' favor right now. That doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. But right now, I think the talent's clearly in the Texans. You know, I think the Texans over the next two or three years have a much better chance than Andrew, than Andrew Luck and the Colts. John?
2: It should be just Deshaun Watson with the talent that we have on the Texans. We've got, we got. We have a very talented top-end team. We still have some holes to fill in. Uh, We could still use a little bit more depth. I think that our window is going to really open wide next year between our draft and our salary cap and what we already have. So it should be us, but the Colts have put themselves in a really good position and they're going to get really good really fast.
1: Yeah, I think with what I would actually have to say, Andrew Luck, just because of what their future potentially looks like given next year. I think their salary cap is crazy high they already have an offensive line uh they pretty much just need to shore up the defense and add another weapon outside of Eric Ebron and T.Y. Hilton uh their run game is going to be okay I honestly I know a lot of people think that Le'Veon Bell is like the perfect match there I honestly think that with what they have uh with Hines they have a they have a very good like stable of running backs with Hines and Mack uh and uh I'm, I'm forgetting the other running backs name um Anyways, I I just think that they're like two or three pieces away. With the Texans, we're two or three pieces just on the offensive line away. And we also need corners. And we need a healthy wide receiving core to stay healthy, which we have not seen yet with Will Fuller's injury and things like that. So uh, part of me thinks that, it would uh, if I had to put money on it right now, I would say Andrew Luck will win a Super Bowl before Deshaun Watson. Um but that's just that's just my opinion. All right. This is like turning into a Colts podcast, guys. Like you can both just
3: drooling over them, and I just don't see I mean I know he's a great quarterback, but that organization is I, I think they're further off than than you guys are. Yeah, are but saying. I I think
1: I think with the organization, I think one thing that people aren't keeping in mind is that they have the right people to run the ship now. When you look and at I what Chris Frank Ballard, is like, when you look at what Chris Ballard has done in the time he's been there, I mean he's already fixed the biggest issue that Andrew Luck faced the first five years in this league, which was the offensive line. They refused to invest in the offensive line and give Andrew Luck what he needs to stay healthy. Had Chris Ballard been there prior to, uh, what's his name? I totally forgot his name. Uh, what's his name? What was the GM's name before John? He forgot to. Okay.
3: Yeah, but if they've been able to turn around that quickly, why can't the Texans over the next offseason? season? Yeah, every there's there's not any day games during the during uh week 2. Like they're they're all uh, evening later evening or whatever. Uh next week, after next week there's yeah, yeah, it should be basically the same. Yeah, I did a typical Twitter rant of mine whenever I saw it. Like, of course the NFL, and but I'm, at this point I'm let them sleep on us. I think that's what people have been doing all season. You know, they've been saying that we didn't deserve to win the AFC South, and we'd probably choke it and those sort of things. And like every adversity that they've come across, they've dealt with. And so uh, you know, maybe maybe this is the year. And maybe, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm I'm actually going to the game, so it sucks that I have to be there that early. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's uh, you know I it's just typical being a Houston fan. The Astros are treated the same way. The Rockets are really the only team that's not um, with as far as like the major sports, you know, but uh, it just really sucks that I wish we didn't want. Take T Y Hilton out of the game. <laughs> like there's really, and then that's because outside of that, you know, um, you know, I don't know. Sharice writes showed a little bit, a little bit this last game. I, I think they'll have a different scheme for it. I think they've, I don't think they'll go at it the same way they were. Um, I think they'll have to. I don't know. It's going to be tough. I, it, that's really what it all comes comes down to: is Andrew Luck going to be able to throw the ball deep? That's really the whole game, right there, in my opinion. Well, I, well, I think the Texans' offense can move the ball and do what they need to do. You know, I Nuke is Nuke and Deshaun's Deshaun. Lamar Miller looks looks great. So I think the offense, I'm not worried about the offense. I'm worried I'm worried about just the de- the secondary, literally the only part of this. So I, are they going to blitz more? Is, is Romeo going to be more aggressive, uh, hyper-aggressive rather than aggressive um, to give Luck extra time? I don't know if that's a good game plan against Luck just because he is so smart and he is going to be prepared for that. I, it, I'm really just worried about the secondary. Well, no, obviously the offense has to convert points it drives to seven points not three points um you uh, know i think that's the key for the entire playoffs for the offense is to not we need that red zone scoring to be back where it needs to be not so much um if fair baron has the most points in the team then i think that's where we're going to lose um and they so they have to open the field they have to do something and show a new wrinkle where it's not just nuke is their only option within the red zone um and i think that, again that's where the young tight ends could come in from the offensive perspective
2: is Deshaun running against the Jaguars? is to play into that discipline of the Colts. He's going to keep them frozen a little bit longer. He's going to keep their linebackers frozen a little bit longer. And they're going to cheat in just a little bit more. And Kiki Kuti, who is apparently healthy enough to go against the Jaguars, but they held him out just in case, because I kind of think that he is going to be our running game against the Colts again. I think that 11 receptions that he had against them in the first game, that, it's going to be repeated when or lose. That's going to be repeated, but I think that's going to be kind of our key to victory is the short passes to Kiki um, with, you know, hop finishing them off.
1: Okay. Interesting. Uh, I think that the Texans lose this game, obviously to just kind of piggyback off of what Brad said, basically a lot of it has to come down to T Y Hilton, right? We've never shown the ability to be able to um, limit I want to say limit because you're not going to stop him. Uh, He's going to get some catches, uh, but we need to come up with a way to limit it. And if we can't do that, he's they're going to win the game. Uh, I, I, I wonder, I'm hoping also another, like another way we can lose this game is if Bill O'Brien truly just sticks to the run. If the run game is his, his, his bread and butter and the way that he thinks that we're going to win this game. Um, I just don't think that that's going to be the case. I I really, honestly think that, like, if he enters this game, this game with that game plan, uh, we could be down by fourteen pretty quickly. Uh, Because they, like, as good as our defense is, like we've said in the past, we we play to we we give opposing offenses three to four yards. We'd rather give up, like like Brad said last week, the the die by a thousand cuts. That, that's our defense, and we give up those plays, and Andrew Luck can also deliver on those plays, and I would hate for that to be the case, because then we're talking about long drives, and that's taking the ball out of Deshaun's hands, so um, it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we win this game by Bill O'Brien having a nice mix of last week's game plan, but specifically in the red zone, and letting Deshaun truly do what Deshaun does and let Deshaun like unleash the beast and let him perform at the level that we know and he knows he's capable of performing at and give him the opportunity to show what he's made of I I think that you know he he said it already he said it today like this is the moment he's been waiting for this is and and he, he obviously it's true right I mean We've seen them in you know, Clemson versus Alabama. We, we know that when the lights are the brightest, whether it be a Saturday game or a Saturday day game or a Saturday night game, this kid's going to be there and he's going to be performing. And uh, a lot of what we need to do to win is we need to put the ball into Sean's hands and give him the opportunity to win. I will say, though, I am a little concerned about their defense. Uh, their defense has been one of the better defenses in the past eight weeks of this regular season um they're good at stopping the run uh, and they're actually decent in in uh past defense as well Darius Leonard is like a freak of nature uh he can cover he can blitz um he, he's a solid run stopper uh Autry is a player they they have players on the defense that can make plays Malik Hooker is a player so I don't know man like this, this game I'm not one of those people that is like I'm scared. I can't believe we're playing the Colts. We're going to lose because we're playing the Colts. To be honest with you, when you're in the playoffs, no matter who you play, it's going to be a tough matchup because those teams are good that are in the playoffs. It's very rare that you get a bills Titans game. Okay. That was an anomaly last year or bills. Jags was it bills. Jags, bills, Titans, either way, whatever, same, same team. Um, and I just, I think when you get to this point of the season, you're playing tough teams and, I would rather have a hard schedule and tough opponents right now, and build the character needed, and show some adversity, and show that we're we're able to um, compete with the best teams. Because I think that that's just kind of how you get better, you know. I know a lot of people would like to play, you know, the Titans. Like I know I saw that narrative going around, like oh God, hopefully the Titans win. Well. I'd rather play the Colts because the Colts beat us on, you know, week fourteen or fifteen, whatever it was, and we didn't play our best game, and I think that we can compete with them. I think we're a better team than them right now. And um I think that we have the opportunity to go in here and I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if if it was like a twenty eight to like fourteen or seventeen game. But it's all dependent on Rack. Going away from his God, stupid fucking coverage of Whitney and Clowney and Reader and Covington. And if he could just go back, like I know, like Brad said, get aggressive. Like, get hyper aggressive. I would rather us just go back to the basics, actually, and put those players in positions to be able to make the plays that they've made in the past. You know who our best pass rusher is in the playoffs? Do Do you two know, statistically at least? Merciless? Whitney Merciless, you know who's been our least productive pass rusher in the regular season?
3: Yeah, he doesn't pass rush very much. That's sadly that
1: And and that's the thing, right? Like, if we look at the past success in the playoffs, like that Patriots game, Whitney Merciless was a fucking wrecking ball. Uh, A lot of that, like, what was that? Remember when we dissected the game, John? Um, Oh, about to sneeze. Sorry, guys. Um, Remember after that Patriots game, John, we were talking about – what was it called? The diamond defense, right? Yeah, it's, um,
2: it's essentially a five-man front that mixes up who's coming, who's, and who's staying back. But right. yeah,
1: I would love to see that game plan again because outside of, you know, I, really, honestly, our corners are pretty much identical. I hate to say it, even though it's two years down. I mean, we have Bouye, but he was being targeted a lot in that game. Um, I, we pretty much had the same personnel besides better safety play. I would love to see that look. This week and get Andrew Luck uncomfortable. So that's what I would like to see. I have no idea what we will see. What do you What do you think, Brad?
3: Again, we just kind of we don't know what team's going to show up, right? We don't. We've speculated all season that they're kind of running different concepts and why they're not playing difficult teams and those sorts of things. Yeah, so I think we're just going to be kind of back to where we were. Uh, We don't know what who's going to show up. We don't know what offense is going to show up. We don't know what the game plan is. We've just been speculating that um, they've been running concepts on both offensive and defense and trying to just try different things as we're not, um, you know, we were never really tested. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Son of a bitch. Can y'all hear that? Yeah, we sure can. Yeah. It, it, so I kind of lost my train of thought, but. Should, should. All right, guys. So you guys heard my speaker. I'll, I'll leave that in for a little comedic relief. Uh, not the whole 60 seconds, but I'll leave that last way. Uh, yeah. So I just, we don't know who's going to show up. We, I think you're right. Bob has to remove anything from any handcuffs or slowing Deshaun Watson down. We just need to let Deshaun Watson be Deshaun Watson and win like he can win. Um, And hopefully they do that. And I think if they lose, it's probably going to be more on the fact that 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 didn't happen. And I think if that does happen, Bill O'Brien's going to deserve all the hate he's going to get. But I'm hoping that he doesn't. I'm hoping he's just been, he didn't need to push, push the pedal to the metal in the season. And then so he hasn't. And then now he's like, all right, Let's go for it. All
1: right, John. So we've talked about how they can win. We've talked about what they could do to lose. What are your expectations for Sunday? And what do you expect to see? Because I think that those are two different things, right? Um, And I asked you this last night and you wouldn't give it to me. So now you're on the spot and you're going to have to. So that's always awesome. I love making you uncomfortable on the podcast. It's one of my favorites. Uh, So what are you expecting from this game and what are you expecting from the Texans specifically?
2: I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. I really do. I think that this is why we drafted Deshaun and it's going to be fun. I think we're going to win. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. I think we're going to win.
1: Is that it? Dude, that's not okay. You gave me a full breakdown on what like, okay, but what do you expect to happen? Winning wise? Like, how do you expect us to win?
2: I already went over that.
1: Do you honestly think that that's what they're going to do?
2: Yeah, I, oh, I do. do. Yeah, I okay. think that's, I think, like I said, that we played Rope-A-Dope. The uh, whole point of Deshaun reading the ends and all that with the Jaguars is to put that into the to the minds of the Colts because they do play such disciplined defense to kind of get them to, to kind of cheat a little bit because they're going to be playing with emotion, and, which is going to open it up for Kiki. And for Hop, uh, the Colts have a horrible, horrible pass defense. They're pretty much up there with the um the Colts, or, I'm sorry, the Colts are up there with the uh, Chiefs on how bad their pass defense is and making it into the playoffs. They're like they're middle of the pack, but to make the playoffs with what they have is actually pretty impressive because it's it's a pretty bad pass defense. Typically, if we had both, if we had two healthy receivers, then I would have no doubt that we're just gonna go in and win with no with no issues. Um, because I don't think Bill O'Brien's gonna run the game the ball straight into the offensive line throughout the game. If he does <laughs> like I'm with Brad, he, he deserves the, all the hate because that's playing right into the Colts strengths. And that's not usually what we do, but uh, again, it's rope a dope short passes to Kiki will be our run game and Hopkins to finish him off.
1: Brad, what, what do you expect Saturday at three 35? What is it that you think is, is going to happen? I think our big players are going to make big plays. I
3: think, Deshaun Watson has been dying for this playoff atmosphere. I think Nuke Hopkins is going to be New Hopkins. He's going to be unguardable. And I think J.J. and Clowney um, are going to show up in Honey Badger. I'm hoping he has the game that we know all know he can have. I'm hoping Honey Badger actually gets some good licks in on luck and that they're really aggressive on the defensive side. I, I, I see the Texans winning by eight. Is what I'll say. I, th- I think that's just because it's home, and I know the atmosphere is going to be great. And I really, I'm, I'm drinking the homer kool aid that I do think that the defense is going to adjust and make it really hard on, on Andrew Luck to beat them, especially with T.O.Y. Hilton. Um, we'll see what that happens. You know, they've adjusted again. It, it's we've, this last five weeks has just been Jekyll and Hyde, right? We don't really know which team is the real Texans are going to stand up. But I think a Kiki is the key to the game, and I'm, I'm glad you know John's brought that up. People don't realize that he's going to be back, and like, just look at whenever look at the offense when he's been in the game all season. When he's been there and he's been available, it just opens things up a lot more. And I'm just hoping that continues. And Carter has proved that he can actually uh, contribute as well. So, and maybe Carter takes one of the house this time. He almost did it this past game. Um, so we'll see.
1: He's had the opportunity to take multiple back, honestly. And if you put on the tape, you can see that there's been at least two or three times where he actually almost broke one completely but um my only concern with the kiki thing is we've seen i mean i think Kiki's only played one full game this entire year and i think it was the colts game other than that i think he's been in and played out a good stuff.
2: chunk of the redskins game and looked really good during the redskins game
1: but then he got hurt right yeah but i, think I guess that's my concern right like but were it, they slowing
3: it down because they know they they could rest him I think that because it's a hamstring injury, right? Like, the he can play with a hamstring injury. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse as he does. And I don't know if they were just being cautious or that he literally just wasn't able to play.
1: I guess that's my concern is if the game plan is Kiki and Kiki gets hurt early, okay, at that point, it's like, where do we go next? If Kiki gets hurt and he's out of the game plan, do you honestly think that we're just going to slide DeAndre Carter into that role and say, you're going this is the game that you're going to have to play and we cannot go away from this game plan or does everything change? And I, I guess that's like my biggest concern is just based on from what we've seen from Kiki is he a phenomenal talent? Sure. But if he can't stay on the, on the field, like, and that's our game plan.
3: I think Akins and Thomas are definitely being schemed for. I'm hoping, please God. I don't know why they wouldn't be. Um, you know, pretty much every great team that's in the playoffs now has a great or good good to great tight end. And we need to be one of those teams, and we haven't been this season. We've seen glimpses of what they can do, but um, either way, even if Kiki does go down, I think they're just going to have to rely on the tight ends.
2: It's more likely that they're going to continue to rely on on Carter because Akins and Thomas have to stay back and help block. Right. If our offensive line can get into a groove, then yeah, we'll see a lot more out of Aiken and Thomas. But until our offensive line really shows something for a considerable amount of time, yeah, that is something to be very much afraid of. If Kiki gets hurt, it's going to be it's going to be on Carter. And I mean, he's shown enough. I don't. I think that they'll modify it, of course, naturally. Um, so it wouldn't be the volume that I'm sure Kiki's going to get. But those mid-range, not mid-range, those short passes just that's what we're going to we're going to be running and and we're going to pray that Deshaun pulls out a miracle and I think that he might if nothing so, else it's going to be a close game
3: so you guys set on the fact that Lamar's not going to have a a good game miller
1: I think he'll have an average game um I don't I don't expect Lamar Miller to be uh the reason why we win if if that makes sense I think yeah. I think he'll I think he'll 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 have some decent runs maybe he'll have a you know a 10 yard gain here or, or maybe a 15-yard gain here, but um, I think this is one of those games where because of the other opposing quarterback that you're playing, um, Deshaun's going to have to really... This is going to have to be the Deshaun game, in my opinion.
2: And you've already seen the Colts shut down Lamar Miller twice. I mean, that's not going to suddenly change what they're doing. Still, Lamar, he still has the capability of breaking one off, breaking off a big chunk play. Um, It's probably more likely that it's going to be on a dump-off pass. But if we're relying on Lamar Miller to win the game, then we're going to be in trouble because we're not going to be able to keep up. Yeah. I go back to my original statement that the Colts are going to score probably about 24 points, and we've got to score more than that.
1: Thanks, John Madden. Yeah, who would have thought? Score more points, that's how you win games. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's like it's a game of uh, points or something. That's big if true. It
2: could be true, Brad. It could be true. Hey, sometimes if you're on too much Twitter, you forget that.
1: Oh, God, don't tell me about it. Um, all right, so I actually uh, agree with both of you. I do think that we win this game. Um, I really, honestly, I believe that the defense is the reason we win this game. I think Sean will have moments for sure, and I think that he'll be in the position to take advantage of a lot of different things, but I am and, and praying and I will sacrifice whatever it takes that rack dials up. The defense that we have and can deliver what is necessary for us to do so. And we have the players to do it. We're obviously short corners, but we've been short corners all year. Um I think a lot of the zero snap like the Colvin had zero snaps on Sunday. I think that they're just I think they treated like like Johnson, treated the Jags game like a preseason game and they were resting what they could enough to be able to win the game and I hope that this week is the week that we see rack turn this defense into what we, I mean, John, what we thought coming into the season was going to be one of these historical defenses, right? I mean, we both talked about it multiple times that we thought with who we have that this defense should be one of the better defenses we have seen. And um, it has not been the case this year. There's been times where we've seen it, but um, I'm hoping that rack delivers and we can kind of, put up just uh, like barely enough points, like not needing a a offensive explosion for us to be able to win this game. So
2: yeah, it's great that we play the Colts first because they're really going to exploit our inability to play man this year. I'm, I'm just hoping and praying that we can just beat up Andrew Luck enough that it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. Because you go to, you go to Foxborough, he's, he's going to be able to pick you apart.
3: I actually kind of fear the Colts more than I fear, fear the Pats mainly because Gronk is not Gronk anymore. Um, you know, they don't really have a deep ball threat like Ty Hilton, and so I, I mean, that's a different. Or Darrel Patterson, yeah, it's, and it's just, you know, I think the Colts are are a better team than the Patriots this season, at this point on this hot streak they're on.
2: The I, only- actually, I agree with Brad. I'd rather play the. I'd have actually rather played the Patriots today than the or on Saturday than the Colts. I think we. This is the year that I really, really, we're gonna we're gonna get the Patriots. If we take care of business, we're gonna. We're gonna get a chance at the Patriots, and I think that the stars kind of aligned. I said first week of the year that we should have beat them and we could have beat them. We had Deshaun if we had played the Patriots later in the season instead of the first game of the season, we would have beat them. It was just Deshaun knocking the rest off.
1: Yeah, I think I, I agree with both of you. I think that uh I would rather play the Pats for sure. My only my only counter argument to that is um the Pats regular season and the Pats playoffs are just two different teams. And the Pats at home and the Pats on the road are two different teams. And so knowing that everything's going to have to be going through Foxborough um, and that they have the best quarterback of all time and the best head coach of all time uh, really makes me – I don't want to just say, yeah, this is the year the stars aligned because that team is just a totally – they really are a, a totally different team than any other team in the league. And they tend to know how to get things done. And I, I I don't want to just say that. I I just, I feel like it's kind of somewhat blasphemy to say that it would just be. Well, winners know how to win.
3: Winners know how to win, right? Right. And until you beat a winner, you're not really a winner. And the Texans aren't that yet, they haven't been able to beat the Patriots ever for, let's be honest. And then like, uh, you know, it's, they're never going to be serious in the AFC until they do that. And this could be that. This is the best year. I think is what we're trying to say as far as the matchups and things. I agree. And, it would never be going into Foxborough is never easy. So it's never a surefire thing, but I,
1: I agree with you. I agree with both of you. I, th- I think that if there is a year for us to beat them, it would be this year. I just, uh, I think we have to put a little bit more, not necessarily respect, but stock into who they are. Um, and it's hard to judge who they are in the regular season. Then they're kind of like the Spurs. All right. So that's that. We all expect a win. Hopefully when we record, it is a win because if not, that means that the off season begins, and I don't think any of us want to record that podcast. Uh, we'll have to play like the Undertaker intro, like before the before <laughs> before the uh, podcast actually starts recording, because I think that's how our uh,
2: mental mindset will be.
3: It's a drunk cast, I is do- what that is, and we're we hope we have a drunk cast in celebration in February, not now.
2: God, that'd be great. You know, I just I I, I like this team and maybe it's because we've had so many years in a row of boring football to finally have a team that is this likable, with this many characters on it, this many personalities on it. I'm I'm really not ready for it to end. I'm not ready. It's for not it even to be. I I still don't think they were a Super Bowl team, but man, I just want to see them play another week and you know, another week after that. Yeah, because did... I don't want to break this team up because every year is going to be different and next year is going to be a different team. But this group I like and I want to watch them a couple more times
3: and they're so close too. like it's JJ quoted these are my brothers he quoted remember the Titans and like it just reminds me a lot of the Astros and I know I know it's an Astros podcast but they were the same way they're just really a tight-knit group and whatever it is and I think Honey Badger had a lot to do with it and we've touched on that in the past it's like this group and like you said they're going to change next year and so hopefully we can get create some create some playoff magic with them because like I said we they're just a group of great guys and great men, as well as a group of good players, and hopefully you can put it together on the field.
1: And, and it's hard to, you know, not want to see more of those kind of guys, right? Like when they are good guys and they're great guys and they're brothers and there's love, like there's something special and you want to continue to see that. So hopefully, this is not the last podcast we have talking about a Texans victory. Um, we're not even going to put it out there that it is because we all three expect them to win. And so, therefore, we should be recording Monday night talking about how we're going to beat Tom Brady in Foxborough. So now it is time for our favorite segment of the week. Uh, And this is usually where we would be going to the uh, favorite segment of the week with questions with Brad, but we have pretty much addressed all of the questions uh, from, Hey, let's
2: still give the users a shout out. Um, Still give them a shout out. They took the time to do it.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, That's something we have to do. So uh, Nacho Debro, thank you. And Weave Dog, thank you. We appreciate it. Ryan Perio, as always, um, we appreciate it. We do this for you guys. So to be able to answer questions for you guys. um, And and if you don't feel that the questions were answered in depth, feel free to shoot me a a DM on Twitter uh, and I'll be able to take care of that. So, uh, all right. We're going into the wild card round Saturday at 335. Should be interesting I can't wait to see the outcome. Make sure that you guys go to our Discord to discuss this game. Make sure you go to our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Texans Unfiltered. Go to our website, www.texansunfiltered.com. You can find us on all podcast platforms anywhere and everywhere. Uh, So feel free to just search Texans Unfiltered Podcast on Google, and you should be able to find it anywhere that you're listening to your podcast. All right, guys, and uh, make sure that you guys become patron members because we are going to be releasing our NFL playoff uh, podcast for the patrons tomorrow, and that will be exclusively for patrons. So for all of our new listeners, we appreciate it, uh, or all our new patrons, we appreciate it. Obviously, our new listeners, we appreciate it as well. But um, that will be up tomorrow. You will get an email from patron letting you know that here is the podcast. So um make sure you guys are on the lookout for that that is for patron members exclusively so we really appreciate you guys so if you guys are looking to do that let us know once you join the patron you'll be able to get another copy of that as well this is young Ari gold signing off We'll catch you guys next week once the Texans wrap up the wild card weekend with
0: the we They said that we couldn't stand the pressure. We still got it done, man. Here we are. When they said the clock was winding down and it wasn't enough time to get it done, we still got it done, man. Here we are. Now it's our time to shine. It's our time to keep it 100. So we going to go out here and show them how true we are, baby. Here we are. So you better get out the way cuz we are coming for it. It's all for one and it's one for all. Let's go. Here we are. We're standing tall There's nothing else for us to say, so we can't move on You here we are Yeah, this is the time that we all been waiting on The moment all the naysayers say been hating on Talking down on us and flexing. It'll take more than that for you to stop A Houston Texan A lot of teams talking tough and can't back it up But not the boys on Kirby So you can pack it up Reliant Stadium is where you can find us With the whole city of Houston, Texas Standing behind us We've been waiting this one for ten years, sacrificing our bodies with blood, sweat, and tears. But now we're focused and we're showing no fear. When we blast through the tunnel, you hear the crowd cheer. Deep steel, blue, rally red, all the liberty white. We came dressed up and ready to fight. We are the mighty Houston, Texas, and we don't play. So now I guess it's only one thing to say, baby. One second I say bulls on parade, got a mean D, D. and they on the hunt, hunt. opponents three and up. out, now they gotta